Do you fear the zombie uprising? Are you prepared to survive what's coming? If you listen very carefully, you might just make it out alive. This is Zompocalypse Now. Let us do this thing. Should we? We should. Should we do it? We should do it. Should we just go to bed? No. There is no bed, Dustin. There is only Fear the Walking Dead. (laughs) Hi, folks. I'm Tim. I'm Dustin. And this is Apocalypse Now. And we are not uh, off to bed, even though both of us are, in fact, tired. Uh, You can't see us, but we look tired. I'm very tired. It's the kids' first week of school. Yes. And so there's a lot going on here. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I have uh, just and a job. I have a job and children. And, you know, sometimes it's like, how do you do all those things? How do you do all those things without a full-time staff? <laughs> I don't, you know. But I'm, I'm making it through. There you go. Let's sure. Continue. You're an independent young man out in the world. Making yeah. Money. yeah. I'm, a st- <laughs> I'm a strong woman. Strong woman, Tim. I'm going to do it. Our apologies to all the strong women who listen, listen to the show. <laughs> Hi, Anne-Marie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, so, yes, we are talking about Fear the Walking Dead, and... This episode is the 10th episode of the season, the second since the show came back. Mm. It's called 210 Words Per Minute. Yes. Which, as an audiobook listener, I cannot recommend. Yeah, that's too fast. It's way too fast. I listen at one and one quarter speed, uh, but, but 210 words a minute is just too fast. Yeah, I'm and the... That pulls actually from the fact that Gra- that's the way Grace listens to her audiobooks because she's concerned that she might not make it to the end. Right. Uh, with her fears about radiation poisoning and her concern that her life is going to very suddenly involve being very, very sick very, very quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is, uh-huh. I was going to say, and being, um, you know, not having a way to have anyone check her, yes. make sure. That this is going on. Uh, she's she's got a lot of fear, right? And this is almost a bottle episode, uh, to uh, huh? To some degree, yeah. Because it's basically uh, Grace and Morgan and Dwight uh, in a shopping mall. Of course, Dwight heads off almost immediately uh, and has his own little adventure. Uh, but basically, it's the majority of it is Grace and Morgan in this in this experience together in this place. Um, in this miraculously untouched mall, in the middle of the woods, right. as all as all things in Texas are, uh, we like to keep our malls hidden in the middle of the woods, not right off the highway where you can see them, where everyone else puts all their malls. Texas, we hide our malls in the woods. It just is part of the whole Walking Dead universe, 
what is this world? <laughs> right, exactly. So the, the the episode starts with uh with them getting a a a, a message on Channel Four from this this guy who has been holed up in a place. He says. Uh, and he's got everything that everyone needs, and he wasn't really ever going to call on them, but he has been recently bitten, and he wants to uh, have somebody come and put him down because he doesn't want to wander as a walker, and he would like to be buried under the stars. Right. And, uh, and so Morgan, that's why it's only the three of them, Morgan and Dwight and Grace, go to find this guy where he said he's going to be and uh and do this thing put down his walker and bury him as he as he requested of course when they get there uh they realize it is a shopping mall and like everything like it's a completely full mall with completely full like stores and plenty of stuff and and they realize that like if they can get their guys there we they can resupply and be and and be you know in 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 the good for a long time uh so they send dwight off to uh find you know send message to the other people and so Morgan and Grace are left at the mall to find this guy's walker and and kill him and uh, and bury him. And of course, you know, as things happen, it does not go to plan. What? Yes. Um, there's all first. This is another one of those episodes where it's like I really, really liked this episode except for the parts that I didn't. Right. <laughs> and the parts that I didn't are very like, why did you do that kind of parts? Which makes it hard to like, like, like for the majority of the time, I was very in this episode. Mm-hmm. And then something really, really stupid would happen. And I'd be like... No, come on. Like, so they get there, and the guy told them that he would be in the security office, mm-hmm. and he would be tied to a chair, and everything, you know, they'd be able to, you know, blah, 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 get rid of him. So they get to the security office, and he's gone. And like, oh, no, the walk, he must have turned, and then the walker wandered away. But then they find a note to Grace like on on a table. And so that the note's like here's an audio, I loaded some audiobooks on this iPod for you. That's where we get the idea of her listening to audiobooks. Right. At, is that he left this iPod with audiobooks on it. So, I'm going to go to the end of the episode, right? Okay, sure. So, at the very end of the episode, they find the guy and he hasn't turned, but he decided that he would much rather die looking at the stars than sitting in some office. Right. And he's so sorry that he forgot to, or that he didn't have time to let them know that this was what was happening. Dude, you had time to write Grace a letter about audiobooks on an iPod, but you didn't have time to write, P.S., I'm on the roof now? Yeah. Yeah. That's <laughs> Well, what, 
what actually was stopping him from calling them? Good night. Go away. I know. Or, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Just, like, super dumb. And, yeah, really irritating. That that was one of those things that was like, what, 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 why, what? No, why? Why did you do that? Who in the writer room? They, they, they let the intern tell that. Like, the intern was bringing in the, the, the Jimmy John sandwiches. And, uh, and he was like, they're like, you know, hey, guys, how about if he's just on the roof? Oh, okay, Timmy. Sure. We'll put him on the roof. Well, that'd, that'd be your idea. Timmy, huh? <laughs> I have to blame somebody, Tim. Oh, oh this is not my fault. <laughs> Absolutely not. I refuse to take my take the blame for any of the Walking Dead story failures. <laughs> oh, oh, um, so I read an article recently. I'm sorry, this is a little bit of a, a off on tangent sure. about uh, about internships. Mm-hmm. Uh, and about why internships don't work. Uh, and this was in response to the AOC, like saying people should get paid internships and everybody freaking out. Sure, right. Uh, because, and I'd never thought about this, uh, unpaid internships lead to people who can, the only people who can get an unpaid internship in the field of their, of their study are people that can afford to to not be paid for six or eight months, three months, Mm -hmm. five months, whatever the internship like that. Sure. And so like, cause I went to school with a girl who every summer went and worked as an intern on days of our lives. Okay. I went to college with her and every year I was like, how did you get this internship? And she'd be like, Oh, I just, you know, I, I met the people one time and blah, 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 blah. My, you know, and meanwhile I'm working 40 hours a week at Office Depot. <laughs> like, take, are you going to bed? And like, I couldn't take, you know, th- three months off. I'd lose my job and then I'd lose my apartment. And then, you know, like, I couldn't do that. I couldn't afford to feed myself while I was working for days of our lives. So I never got an internship. Right. And now I talk about Walking Dead with you instead of winning Oscars in Los Angeles. Anyway, so I thought that was very interesting and not apt to our conversation at all, but I thought I'd share it. Fair enough. The The system is rigged against us, Tim. We knew that, Dustin. Yeah. So anyway, um, Dwight, when they get there and they're like, Dwight, you got to go and do the thing. He like goes off uh, and they're like worried that uh, that the other people, the bad people. Logan's you know, people. Logan's people. They don't have a name are going to find them. So they, uh, so they're trying to do all these things to keep the Logan's people from finding them. Well, uh, Dwight goes off and then he sends out a radio signal. That's basically like, Oh, I just happened to be like right here. And one of Logan's men finds him. Mm-hmm. And, and at first it's like, Oh no, Dwight did a dummy. And then it really later, it's like, actually, I knew you were going to come looking. So I intentionally called you away to this area. And then they have a little like meeting of the minds in the back of their big rig where basically Logan or not Logan uh, Dwight's like, I used to be a bad person and we, I made a new choice and, and they let, you know, they kind of let each other leave. 
you know. Oh, after after he beats on Dwight a bit, and then Dwight beats on him a bit, and everybody beats on everybody a little bit. Right. And the guy's like, he's like, you don't have to be an asshole. And the guy's like, well, no, actually, according to my according to my ex wife, I was an asshole to begin with. So. Yeah, but I think that uh, I think that it's. That's a real like because because Morgan and Dwight had a conversation about like we're not doing easy we're doing right right mm-hmm. and and that was very you know poignant and I really liked the way that that, that touched uh, Dwight and you know made him feel like he could make another choice than just like I'm going to murder the fuck out of this dude right and the guy was really pushing his buttons too I mean he was he was starting to you know he was threatening to burn all of Dwight's letters from his wife. Yeah. And that, you know, that's an understandable trigger for Dwight. Mm-hmm. Um, and even when he had the opportunity that he could have done it, could have, could have killed the guy. He, yeah. You know, you don't have to, this does not have to be the choice you make. You can make a new choice. You can decide to be someone else. You know, it's hard, but I did it and you can too. Right. And I thought it was, I, I really liked it. I really liked that part of the episode. Mm-hmm. I did too. Um, uh, there's a little thing with like uh, Daniel and the caravan, and they're all like uh, finding, you know, they like go to that the 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 gas station where that guy got his shit all destroyed, and and that takes like ten minutes of the episode, but it really has nothing to do with anything. No, but the except the with the exception of again, since we don't really have any sense of where these people actually are, there's like you know Logan's people hit another gas station. It's like okay, yeah. but how few gas stations are there in Texas? Yeah, I mean the basically or wherever we are, we because yeah. we don't even know if we're still in Texas. That's true, but it's it's like again the the geography. And the and the infrastructure of the Walking Dead world is so strange. Yeah, <laughs> like how many how many gas stations aren't there in this world? Right, exactly. Well, again, you know, this is this goes back to like our shopping mall is in the middle of the you know the woods. <laughs> like that's where we like them in the middle yeah. of the woods. Like what? Come on, the Walking Dead. Like I, everything uh, can't be in the middle of the woods. Well, uh, clearly it can be. I just I have a hard time believing. I mean, I, it, it it makes no sense to me that after all these years, this even in the middle of the woods, which again not the best place for shopping patterns. I mean, you get no walk by traffic in the middle of woods. I was in retail for years. There's a lot walk by traffic is a real thing. It's important, and the the fact that nobody had actually found this place before. Right. That it is this is like pristine time capsule of all these things that are still there and still intact. I just want to see the I want to see hot topic clothes start showing up in later episodes where people are dressed in like, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and then like okay, and then that dude has been living there for a while and didn't clean out all the walkers that were like he was just like I guess they're my gross roommates. You know, like <laughs> get it i get that you know there were a lot of them but they couldn't even make it up the freaking escalator right like he could have gone to the dick's sporting goods because they're always on the second floor and and you know got a bow and arrow and shot some walkers from up there yeah Mm -hmm. or just push things off on top of them yeah yeah it's it's, 
Yeah. I'm not going to, I mean, there, that was where the main crux of my problems with this episode were. We're like the, you know, what are you doing with this mall, dude? <laughs> and, then, and then later, okay. So, so they get in the mall and Grace sees that there's an urgent care. And she realizes that there's probably like CT scanners and x-ray machines and all this stuff in there. And if they can turn on the generator, she can see if any cancer is metastasized or... Right, she can have uh, some sort of sense of what's going on with her. Right. And so her and and Morgan, since they have basically don't know where this dude is, P.S., on the roof, didn't leave a note... Uh, they decide that's their new mission. And so they start trying to turn on the generator and try to get everything ready. And they have this ingenious Morgan, like takes a toy car and, and puts some, some uh, stuff on it and turns it, like turns it on. The walkers go chasing after it. And it's like, Oh wow, that's awesome. That's a really good idea. And, uh, and so, but, Grace, instead of doing what she was supposed to and like going to the urgent care and like trying to find a way in, sees a walker in a red jacket and decides to go after it and like steps on a chip bag or something. Yeah. And it's like, Grace, what are you doing? Why are you doing this for me, Grace? Why? Because you have to have the conflict. Right. And which leads to this, the discussion about, you know, Morgan's son having a car, a remote control car, and, and playing yeah. it all the time, and, and Morgan opening up to her. Right. And him saying, like, he never, like, cause she says something about that like, he's never, she's never really seen him smile the way he smiled when he was playing with that car. And so then he tells her, like, I never really smiled at all until I met my wife. And I knew that that was that I was in love with her, that, that she was the one for me because I was smiling and I didn't have a reason to smile. And like, that was, so, you know, that was really, you know, a really good opening up between the two of them. And, and, uh, so, so anyway, finally they get, they find basically it's a fetch quest. Well, we can't turn on the generator without the gas. Can't turn on, get the, you know, can't open up the urgent care without the keys. We can't do this without this. Right. And eventually, like, they get to the point where he's got the urgent care open. And she goes, I don't want to know anymore. I want to live every day that I can. And, you know, if I know, then I'll, that's all I'll think about. I just need to let it go and just, I'll live the life that I can live. And that's, you know, like she came to this realization is really powerful. And, and then, like I said, they find the dude and he's, you know, dying and they, they watched stars with him and, you know, bury him. It's all very sweet. I liked all of that. Mm. And then, uh, then Daniel and the others show up and they don't immediately move into the completely pristine shopping mall. 
<laughs> Dustin, we have seen this happen again and again and again. They never move into the place that makes sense for them to move into. They even at the end of the episode, some rando lady comes up and says, "I saw a field over there. We could go camp in that field overnight, not inside." Not in plush beds in the J.C. Pennies. We're going to go sleep in a field. Yeah, no, it's... It doesn't make a lick of sense. No. Um, also, it doesn't make any sense that Grace survived to the age that she is without knowing what certain candies are called. <laughs> yeah, but I kind of, you know, I kind of got that. Like, we all have you know, our own little, like, internal languages with our families. Yeah, but it wasn't like a, a, a you know, a, a favorite nickname that she had with family or friends. It was a, she thought that was what they were called. And, you know, it's, it's you know, she, she's not a hermit. People interacted with her throughout her life. Now and she did, was like, bitch, they called jelly beans. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong with you? I'm just, I'm, I have a, it's a cute moment. It's very sweet and it doesn't make a damn bit of sense. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it, you know, it's, it's, I enjoyed the episode overall, but I kept coming back to the obvious things like, why is this, you know, in the middle of the woods? How come no one's come across it before? It's been years. I had, I'm having a hard time believing this. Um, Exactly how hard is it for Morgan and company who have vehicles of their own, radios, and and all these things cannot find Logan's people? Right. Well, I but remember, they have established their own code. Like Daniel doesn't call and say, uh, Logan's people hit another gas station. He plays a song over the radio. Oh, sure. But I mean, we're talking, you know, she sends these people out there's plenty of places because God knows there's enough woods around here that you could basically, you know, have people and there's enough people now you could actually have people camp out in hidden locations and basically go, aha, I see Logan's people and then radio someone else and go, they were just here. I mean, it's just, they're not, they're not, they're not get me started on the fact that they're making all these people run around in a caravan without finding them a permanent place to live. You mean like a mall or anywhere, anywhere. Just like why? Why are we? Why are we doing this? Why are we still caravanning around? I mean, yes, I kind of get like the whole like finding a permanent place is dangerous. You know that sort of the walking, the fear of the Walking Dead's like whole thing. But you don't make all these people caravan around for everywhere for all eternity. Anyway, uh, (laughs) I know, I know. It does. It doesn't make a lot of sense. And frankly, the argument that you know. The warehouse wasn't, you know, they couldn't stay at the warehouse. Doesn't make any sense either. Right. I mean, it's defensible, and or and it can be made to be more defensible. That's why they picked it in the first place. Yeah. So it's it's really. Except for that, Logan knows where they would have been. That is their whole their whole reasoning behind that. Logan would know. But the thing is, is that if Logan knows where they are and Logan comes to attack them, they know where Logan is. I mean, it's, yeah, it just, it just doesn't make a lot of sense. I mean, it's, I get, I get, you know, it. Deep, heavy sigh, Tim. Exactly. Well, and, you know, and, and they're locusting their way. Across the country. Across the country. Oh, and, but 
I think that this episode is completely redeemed by the last scene. Because we see Grace turn her iPod back to normal speed. So she's going to listen to uh, the rest of uh, War and Peace or whatever it was she was listening to at regular speed. And then she goes up to, like, she, and then Morgan sees Daniel and they're talking and Daniel's like, wow, you're really smiling. Like, what, why do you smiling so much? I've never seen you smile this much. And at that moment, Grace kind of walks by and, and Morgan gets this look on his face like, oh no. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he, yeah. And, and uh, then she like comes up to him and he's, she's, and he tells her, I can't go with you. I need to go find Al. And cause she's all by herself and all this stuff. And, and they have this moment where it's, it's obvious to me as a viewer. And I feel like it's obvious to them that they, that Morgan is, actively like i am not going to choose to pursue you even though it's obvious that we are you know starting to feel things for each other right and then he gets in his car and starts crying as he drives away because he's realizing that he is pushing this opportunity for love especially for this woman who has said i'm ready to live the rest of my life every day to the fullest and he's pushing her away. Yeah. And, and you could almost see it coming at earlier points in the episode as they're connecting Mm -hmm. because they were connecting before we, we, when we first met grace, you and I were like, Ooh, we like her. She's an interesting character and she seems really good for, for Morgan. But when Morgan talked about his wife and he talked about his son, he used the present tense. Mm -hmm. My son's name is, not my son's name was. Right. And, and you remember how devastated he was when he had to, when she cut off his wedding ring. Mm-hmm. Because it was contaminated or could be. Yeah, there's always this part of him who has never let them go. And, and that's, that's a very human reaction. It's a very understandable one. Mm-hmm. And so the tragedy here is not that, that Morgan's being awful to Grace. No. The tragedy is that Morgan is aware of what he, of, that he's pushing away this opportunity to find a little bit of a kind of happiness he has not had in years, right? Uh, because he's afraid of letting go of the past, and and that's that's a very human tragic and, thing know, we I, do. I feel like I feel like it also probably has something to do with the fact that he knows that this like that Grace is not going to survive like you know this is not gonna i mean there's no way for this to be long term because grace is is probably not going to live very long and why would you set yourself up i can see in morgan's mind why would you set yourself up for for to to start a relationship or even pursue loving you know a romantic relationship with somebody who has six months to live by her own admission well but the thing there is that you have nobody knows how long they have true 
I, I'm not, I am not arguing like, like the life expectancy of the people in this universe is a year. Right. All of so, them. So, so a, I'm not arguing that, but I am kind of, you know. Well, but, and, and I think that it's interesting because for Morgan, who is as smart as he is, Morgan, who is as compassionate as he is, as much as he wants to help other people, he's making a conscious decision to not help himself. Mm-hmm. Or, or a dis, well, and a decision to uh, ignore the fact that nobody knows how much time they have. And you should take, if you're going to live, you gotta she, live. You gotta live. And so that's just, I mean, I, I'm hoping that by the end of the season, A, Grace is still alive, and B, Morgan has figured out that you don't get, especially in, especially in the Walking Dead universe, happiness does not just, you know, happen. Right. You kind of have to I'm go gonna after it. Really, I'm going to be really mad, no matter how this ends. Oh, yeah. Because it's got to end with Grace dying. Yeah. And it's a shame because she's, she's, like, she's like John, Dory, and June, and Al. Mm-hmm. She's an addition to the cast who's actually made the dynamic with the existing characters more interesting. Right. And, you know, yeah. And, and the pro- you know, problem is, is that if he, if he opens his heart to her and they have a, you know, a romance and she dies, then we're, we might get the, oh, why did I do that, Morgan? Hopefully we won't. That's the only way, that's the only way I'll be able to be happy is if, if they get together and at the end when she dies, he is able to say, I, I, I lived my fullest life with her. Like, I, she wanted to live her full life. I wanted to live my full life and we did that together. Yeah. Instead yeah. of, oh, love is a lie. I can't take losing again. I, I, you know, I, can, I can handle him having the scene where he looks at her and says... I don't know if I could take losing you. I, I still, I'm still can't deal with the death of my, my wife and my son. Um, as long as he comes around to realize that's a self-defeating mindset. You cannot, if you don't try to move beyond it, if you don't try to find something better, uh, that, that's, that's now you're never going to lose. To, I mean, it's, you know, you can always love them, but, right. but you know, go forward. And of course, that's kind of what this show is about right now is going forward. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's unfortunate to watch Morgan not let himself do that. Right. So, um, and that's, that's kind of the entire episode. <laughs> they, got, they got some romance drama in a zombie show, Tim. <laughs> well, yes, that's true. And, uh, it, and, and oddly enough, it's not terrible. No. No, I think, I think that, like I said the the way this episode ended with the with you know this there the two of them obviously seeing and obviously like having this realization of oh this isn't gonna happen like and both and both being hurt by it yeah um was just just redeemed the whole episode for me. All of the little tiny shitty problems that I had with it. And they were all little tiny shitty. Like the Grace doing like going after that walker was just like, why are you doing this to me, Grace? <laughs> and you know Or Morgan Morgan having her turn off the the light in the hallway. 
Yeah. Uh, there were the, the biggest mistakes this episode were tactical. Yeah. Like, that's a dumb thing to do. Don't do the, oh, God, they, they did the dumb thing. Um, but, yeah, and uh, between, between, between their emotional beats, between Dwight having his... Um, his a conscious attempt to look at somebody who, even if he doesn't know this person, he suspects is something like him. Yeah. And and Dwight's haircut and shave at the end. Oh, right, yeah. I like uh, that, too. He looked, uh, was like, wow, he cleans up well. So, and that's something that, you know, and you and I, you and I thought that Dwight was an interesting character back when he was on The Walking Dead. Mm-hmm. Because it, it was interesting how they were developing him as a contrast to Negan. And, you know, it's good to see him, it's good to see him have a, a chance to do stuff here because with the size of the, the Walking Dead cast, he'd be in the background having as many lines as Luciana. Uh, <laughs> who has well, vanished again, by the way. Yeah, some random woman shows up and you're like, who is this person? <laughs> yeah, they gave, the, they gave a day player two lines. And <laughs> where are the children? Where are the children, Dustin? With Luciana. <laughs> but we don't know where she is either. No. Yeah, it's it's a it's it's fear of the walking dead. Even when they get stuff right, you're still left with What are you doing? What are you where what have you done with the children? What have you done with the children? Anyway. Alright, well, um yeah, that's kind of it for this episode. There's not a whole lot there. Um, it ended up just, yeah, to some degree it was very much a bottle episode. I mean, we one more or less one location, um, that they should still be at cause you know, all the things and a right. bed and a bed the many reasons, the many, many reasons, the toilet paper, a bed, um, a food court, Tim. Yeah. But how long has the power been off? I'm pretty sure that anything in the freezers or refrigerators is gone. The only thing left is going to be the potato chips. And these people do not need like sodium binges right now. (laughs) We were fine until we found all the Pringles. (laughs) Now none of us can run. (laughs) We're all tired and thirsty. And our blood pressure is through the roof. (laughs) So, yeah, aside from that. But, uh, yeah, it's, you know. I still, I still am annoyed that we had this gap with the, you know, the in between the the season break where we got the you know no explanation as to why they went from Logan saying you know I need to redeem myself yeah to we're enemies again because it's it was brung, you know hammered a little more in by this guy that that. Dwight encountered, who said he didn't really know why Morgan wants the oil fields. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, wait a minute. Shouldn't the answer be to have oil to drive the cars? I mean, shouldn't that be obvious? Is there is there something more to this? Is there some other reason that we don't know because we're missing the flashback? I'm just, it, it, it just, it made me more irritated at this gap. This True. Yeah, I feel the same way. And the whole, you know, like, that's not a good enough. And Sarah's explanation from the week before is still just not good enough. Oh, we just decided we could tell he was lying. Right. Yeah. 
So I mean that as much as as much as I enjoy having this kind of episode, this kind of character interaction, um, there's this gaping hole in the plot that yeah, you know, they need to hurry up and answer. So um, no, I want them to hurry up and answer. They'll answer it or not answer it on their own time. I've seen this show before. Right. <laughs> All right. Well, that's basically it for us this week. Um, as always, you can find us on Facebook and on Twitter. We occasionally use them to talk about the show when we can be bothered because we're terrible at social media. And um, we would love to hear from you guys. If you have a comment, you, if you're liking Fear the Walking Dead this season or disliking it, uh, we'd love to have some, you know, we love talking about the show. We clearly do it every week. So if you have a comment, we'd love to hear from you guys. Uh, you can find us on podcasts.com and iTunes and any of the other places where the show has a tendency to leak out into the world. And you can leave us a comment or rating there. We'd love that as well. We'll be back next week with more of this. Thank you, Dustin. Thank you, Tim. And again, thank you guys for listening. Zompocalypse Now will be back next week. Zompocalypse Now is produced by Dustin Adair and Timothy Harvey for Just Some Guy Production. All rights reserved.